0: This episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast is brought to you by Glow. Get the Glow for your wedding or event with their battery-powered LED wireless uplights. Get 10% off when you mention Let Them Eat Cake Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast. It's Fresh Johnson hanging out with you for a highly anticipated episode because I got my girl Candice Hall, aka T.D. in the building. What's up, girlfriend? What's up, what's up? So the good thing, the funny thing, the amazing thing about T.D. being here is that this episode is about the anti-bride, like the non-traditional girl, the one that's not real about all the foo-foo fairy tale, people hanging from the ceiling singing type shit like her only requirement for her wedding was to have glow Glow sticks sticks. (laughs) and we had glow sticks so just to give you a little background this is one of my very best friends and her husband is actually a good friend of mine from college we reconnected after some years and he told me he wanted to meet a nice young lady so I went in the vault because you know when your guy friends ask to meet one of your girlfriends you don't give them the good one. You know, you, you don't give them a thought either, but you give them like somebody just to be like, here you go. But I went in a vault for Tony, right? Because I knew he was a good dude. They went on a blind date to Caesars. My New Orleans people know what that entails, right? They know what kind of life you have to be about to even go to Caesars. Let alone go on a blind date. And y'all have been together ever since, right? It's been four years. I begrudgingly went on this blind date, by the way. <laughs> I was not down
1: for this. I was not trying to hear it, but I'm glad I did. I got to listen to my girl Fresh because she did that thing. She moonlights as a- um, A matchmaker. That. She moonlights yeah.
0: as a matchmaker. And my success rate is like on and popping. So that might be something I mess with a little later. I mean, I heard you might have another one coming up, but that's another show. <laughs> that's another show, <laughs> another week, another episode. So when you and Tony, at what point did marriage become a topic? When did y'all ever talk about it?
1: Well, it was crazy really because, you know, we sort of started off on some, we not going to get some serious type of stuff. But we have had conversations, not necessarily about marriage, but about what life will be together, together, you know, from, I'd say, you know, very early on. So, you know, I don't think we said the word marriage, but we talked about, you know, what these are the things I want in my life. These are the things you want in your life. Like, would that work out for you? So we just started having those kind of conversations, you know, early on, kind of, you know, some playful getting to know each other kind of stuff. And then, you know, how things manifest. So how did he propose? Oh geez, which time? <laughs> I about to say the first time. <laughs> I mean, so the first time we had a unique situation, you know how life comes at you real fast. I had just started a new contract for a year down in New Orleans and he got his dream job up in Kansas. Yes, I say Kansas. Tumbleweeds um, and Dorothy and Toto. And yeah, I mean, I'm from New Orleans. So, you know, conflict of interest here. So, but you know, it it was his dream job and it was something that we had, you know, literally prayed for together. So of course it was exciting, but, you know, and we knew we were going to work it out, but it also, I feel like that's when that clock started in terms of like, you know, we going to do something or we not going to do something. And it was an unsaid thing, but, you know, once you start spending time apart, you you basically have to decide at some point. It's like, are we gonna do this or are we gonna not? So I was visiting Kansas and um, we were literally in bed. Like, you know, we got to keep this moment going. Like we need to spend the rest of my life together. And I was like, oh yeah, ha, ha, ha. And then he was like, no, for real. I want you to marry me. Like, let's make it official. And, um, you know, me just being playful. I was like, sure. And like, he was uh, scrolling through, t- through Twitter at the time. So I grabbed his phone and bust a little tweet, but I didn't hit send. I was just joking. <laughs> but then when he tweeted it, I was like, Oh, shit just got real <laughs> So we called our parents the next morning and and that was it. We was together. engaged. Yeah, it, was, it was we was engaged. It was official.
0: So what she didn't know was that on the flip side to that, uh Tony had reached out and he was like, I wanna do something. Well, I was so surprised because he wanted to plan something to happen. Uh, the following birthday So he was like I need your help I want to plan A concert type thing I want to ask Candice to marry me uh, In front of everybody And just make it A big party For her birthday You know She wouldn't expect it Cause they usually Do like dinner With just her mom And her sister For her birthday Stuff like that So I can't hold water I had to tell somebody So I told her sister So me and her sister Were working out At the same gym At that time So like in our head We was getting fine For TD's engagement surprise birthday (laughs) thing. So when he said that and when we found out he proposed, we was like, Well dang, what we gon what we gonna do now? But little did we know he still stuck with that plan and he rented a beach house and got all her closest friends out she thought that me and her were going what did you thought we was just going to the yeah, beach house you for your birthday you sold me
1: some dreams
0: it was a lie y'all I, it, it scares was, me how good I could lie sometimes. I knew something
1: wasn't right but you know it, it, there was a party happening so I was going <laughs> to be there
0: so we went to Destin, Florida and he had this house and when we got there, that's when she started knowing something was really up because it was like this huge house and she know I ain't got it like that. We
1: pulled up and I was like, um, <laughs> you like, you robbed a bank? Like, you won a lottery? Like, what's going on? You got some big contract you didn't tell me about?
0: What kind of trick you had to turn? Something is not right about <laughs> this plan. <laughs> so throughout the, the time there, literally every few hours, somebody was show up Uh, somebody very close to her her friends from high school and it was so amazing because that
1: part really was a surprise in terms of just you know every hour literally it was like somebody very important in my life would just walk through the door and I'm talking about from Atlanta from California from like all over the United States
0: and it was it was just Oh, my God. It was crazy. It was a good feeling. And we closed out the the time there with the concert. A young lady from New Orleans named Denicia came to Serenade us. Denicia. Hey, girl. She came to Serenade us, and Tony got down on one knee and pulled out the rock. Oh, so that's another thing I want to talk about, this ring process. Oh, my God. So the hardest part, and he said it off the bat. He said, I think the hardest part is going to be trying to find her the right ring not trying to put together a concert, not trying to surprise her. And why, why? Because Candace does not wear jewelry. She don't even wear purses. If she ever have a purse nine times out of 10, she don't know where it is. Her wallet is like a bill full, like That's a man. That's why I don't wear purses. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to have my life lost by the end of the night. Exactly. So he had begun to. I was out. I, I had tapped out. Like it was too weird for me to try to ask her what type of ring she wanted. And I think I was taking too long for Tony, so he went venture out on his own. So one day he sent a, a sketch from the jeweler at a ring, and I couldn't see the vision, so I got nervous and I I don't know if I came right out and asked you what you wanted, but I just got nervous because I could not see the vision from this sketch and I had showed it to our other friend Terrence and he was like, I don't think she gonna like that. (laughs) So anyway, I started kind of trying to subtly send him pictures of other rings. Like, maybe you should try this or maybe you should do that. But he had already gotten it. So when I saw it in person, it was to die for. You have it on now? Yes, I have it on now. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most beautiful rings you will ever see in your life so he did good but that speaks to the the situation that would come to be the planning process for I would consider Candace to be a non-traditional bride. We got the, y'all started dating, started talking about marriage, got engaged, had the concert proposal type thing. So now here we are with this wedding in front of us. What was your mindset going into that? I
1: mean, wow, I was so overwhelmed. Honestly, there's so many choices and so many decisions and so much pressure. And everybody wants to tell you what you should do from, you know, and a lot of it is good natured, but you get, you know, other brides saying you know what they shoulda cut a wooders was you have your parents which you know luckily my mama is pretty chill but she also just had a little input about what you know we should and shouldn't do my husband had plenty to say because he had an idea of what he wanted and didn't want because he he shot down my little brunch idea I wanted to have a brunch day party I thought that was gonna be like it would have been lit I'm telling y'all it would have been lit Anyways, so just deciphering all the information, you know, so, and I know the, the number one thing you could say is, well, what do you want as a bride? But honestly, I, I'm i not the girl that, you know, has been planning my wedding since I was three. I really had no vision, you know, I didn't have a vision book or uh, that box under the bed that you save things in for your wedding, you know, like I had never even really thought about it other than the fact that I knew I wanted it to be fun,
0: hence the glow sticks. You see where we're going with this? (laughs) So when we were planning uh, anything that Tony and I said, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say eight times out of 10. I'll give you a break. Candace was like, no, I don't want that. You didn't want bridesmaids. I do not want bridesmaids because
1: I feel like a wedding is about you and the person that you're marrying. Of course, I wanted to be surrounded because I have so many. I'm very blessed in a friend's department. So I have so many wonderful people in my life that I knew I wanted to be there. But the significance of them walking down the aisle, per se, in some picked out random Davis Bridal or couture dress that they still ain't gonna never wear again no matter which one of those places they got them from you know I just didn't really get that concept and I knew that my tribe was going to be right behind me no matter what they just didn't necessarily need to walk down the aisle Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Tony had other plans. He had other plans
1: because he was not about to leave out his groomsmen. And and about a month before the wedding, I found out we had seven and not six. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Surprise. 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 But luckily, I did not go traditionally with the bridesmaid's dresses. And I wanted everybody to be comfortable and wear something that they loved. So we didn't match dresses. And I got some pushback from my wedding planner too, I have to admit. But at the end of the day, she rolled with it. And the lace, the theme was lace. So everybody had to get their own lace dress. And we kind of went with mostly bright colors. It worked out. I promise you, she gonna have to tweet a
0: picture or something. And y'all gonna be like, ooh, y'all slay. And I'm gonna (laughs) be like, yes, we did. It looked so good. And I was nervous about that. So I'm totally about the doing the type of dresses that don't necessarily have to match. Like, I'm over the Bobsy Twin bridesmaids dresses. But trying to think of everybody picking out their own dress, I was so, so scared. But they did so good. They looked amazing. Like, they have at least three of those dresses I've tried to find since the wedding I want for myself (laughs) because they were so cute. So other places where you didn't go the traditional route was... Y'all did an electronic save the date, right?
1: We um did more of a verbal save the date <laughs> because as you can tell from the story so far, you know, we got engaged and then we had the ring, you know, so we, we were a little backwards in many terms. So basically because of my husband's profession, it also sort of limited us to certain times of the year. So I had the date planned um, and was like, if it didn't happen by then, it was gonna basically have to wait another eight months. Saying all that to say, basically I told my friends and family, I made phone calls as soon as I made the date, which was about six months ahead of time, and was like, hey, this is what I'm doing, I'm doing it here, you know, i love for you
0: to be there. And that's pretty much how we rolled. I love it. And one of the other things where we kind of played it differently at was the space. Well, I'm not gonna say too much differently because a lot of people don't do ceremonies in like the the big church, big Catholic church type situation anymore. But we had it at a, a fun place. We had it at Felicity Church. And we did it was in a church. <laughs> but not in the part where people get married at. Because she just can't ever go the route that other brides go. So if you go online to felicitychurch you'll see that there's a sanctuary type space that's often flipped into the reception space. Well, Candace me and Candace was like, Why don't we just get married downstairs? So the party <laughs> can already be starting when we get upstairs. Because obviously this wedding was all about the reception. All the about party. the reception. So, with the space downstairs being smaller, what did we have to do? We had to keep a tight list, right? We we um, basically had a
1: private ceremony, which I'm pretty sure I might be on a shit list or two for on three. that one. However, um, it was amazing. It was packed. It ended up being standing room only in that in that mug because I have a big family. Um, So just literally our families was probably, you know, bigger than a lot of weddings, but it was amazing. And I mean, you know, I didn't make my choices just for the sake of being different, but I really put first what I wanted to do and what was important to me. And that was having the reception because we have all been to weddings where you sit through the the ceremony and it's beautiful. But then you got to wait an hour for the reception to start. And they they ain't feeding you. They might give you a like, cocktail hour. But you know, I'm ready for the party to get started. After the wedding, y'all taking pictures. Let yeah, me right. let me eat. Let me drink. But you know, um, so that was my idea. I didn't want to have that that dead time in between where, you know, they flip the space and they're um preparing for everything. I just kinda wanted my guests to go straight from the ceremony and into the reception. I also didn't want to do the whole travel thing. So I wanted to have it in a space that could accommodate both. And and I think it ended up working out
0: amazingly. And despite despite all these things, they didn't do a first look, which actually surprised me. They rented a pretty much a mansion on Saint Charles Avenue, and that was literally three blocks from the venue. We Ubered, Ubered, save money on transportation. So bookmark that. That went to the venue basically, but it was
1: <laughs> it ended up being absolutely amazing. It was a beautiful mansion. Uh, it was amazing for pictures. We had our rehearsal dinner there as well, so we. We sort of combined some costs and and saved a little bit and made it work basically and that was that was kind of the theme of everything make it work with what you got and you know I really put forth uh the priorities and things that i wanted to have which was a lot of camaraderie between you know all the bridal parties and our families and you know everybody stayed together I me and a bridesmaid stayed at the mansion and you know had somebody come cook and stuff so it really worked out and then we literally got dressed jumped in an uber went to the church and um and i was that had a party
0: and one of the other perks to being in a Airbnb in close proximity to the churches after the ceremony, since they didn't do a first look. Uh, First looks a lot of times allow you to put so many pictures on the front end So you don't have to worry about it later But because the Airbnb was so close They were able to leave the ceremony Go take pictures, just them and the photographer And then come back And the party was already rocking and rolling The party was jumping when
1: we got back But it was absolutely perfect You know, we got to have the grand entrance With everybody waiting for us But they had already eaten And, um, you know, the bar was popping So, you know, we literally walked in, had our first dance, and then
0: then it was a party. And I think everybody had a ball. It was fun. We did about 100 people at the ceremony, a very intimate space, lots of candlelight. And I think we had about... 250 at at the reception. 250, yes. Uh, At the reception. Fun photo booth upstairs. Chris with Felicity Church is amazing. (laughs) What I try to tell brides, and I'm happy that Candace was down the ride with it. Well, I'm not, okay, let me back up. She was the one who was already about life on the edge. And I kind of jumped on her coattail and rolled with it, but it gives me. Metrics to show other brides that you can literally do whatever you want to do. I see so many girls stressing out about, oh, um, we don't have the same number of bridesmaids and groomsmen or, oh, they might not want to get in an Uber. We're supposed to arrive in a Rolls Royce. And I'm like, you don't have to do any of that, you know? You really don't. And for me, a lot
1: of it was logistics and timelines, like, you know, we got to the church really early to take pictures. So we were at the church, I think, a good two hours ahead of time. Yeah, we were. So wasn't nobody going to see me roll up in this Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to yeah. do it, at least floss with it. But that really wasn't what the party was about. You know, so we, we Ubered over. We took our pictures. We had bartenders were there with a the bar set up. Shout out to Justini. Justine. And she had the champagne flooring for us before the wedding. So we took our pictures, we sat down, the bridesmaids, the individual pictures photo shoot type thing um and we really just enjoyed ourselves until it happened you know so so really that timeline thing is super important and you need to sit down with your planner and figure out what's important to you and, and make that happen because a lot of the things that you think of in a traditional wedding in terms of you know you got to have a Rolls royce and you know you got to go from the church to the ceremony um you know, that's why you have so many brides that, you know, basically be like, well, I didn't get a chance to enjoy it, you know, because yeah. you're so stuck on these traditions. And, you know, so I play in mine based on having time to enjoy each and every moment. So I think it worked out well. You know, of course you do you, um, but, you know, sometimes it, it pays to, to go against the grain.
0: Yeah and one of the other things you just what you just said reminded me that we were there so much earlier which makes me encourage people even more get you a venue that allows you to bring in your own catering allows you to bring in your own bar and let you in early the space was essentially ours uh we got there my team got there at noon we set up They got there a few hours later. The place was ready. They just got to really just hang out until it was time to start. They were in the same building and didn't see each other. Got all the pictures that they wanted. Mm -hmm. I have so many clients that, you know, stuck on certain things and they lose so much time because they're trying to do what people think you're supposed to do for weddings, you know, and at the end of the night, they're complaining about how fast it went. Not one time did TDR Tony fuss about the wedding going by so quick because they probably was tired of us like (laughs) we had a lot of time together that day. We did have fun
1: we did we enjoyed every moment I had time to eat that was one thing that plenty of brides had told me make sure you get a plate you know and it was I really had to steal away for a second to be able to eat because there's so many people that want to talk to you and congratulate you and all of that and that's great but you know I really I had a plate set aside shout out to my planner and my caterer and and um, you know we had time to do those little things and the party went on you know we did first dance my husband is in a fraternity we had time to do their whole fraternity thing shout out to the omegas root to the bros yeah that <laughs> um <laughs> And then we didn't do too much of the other traditional things either, right? We did our first dance. We didn't do parents' dance. I love my folks. But again, my philosophy is your wedding day is about you and your the love of your life. You know what I mean? Um, so we got time. We, we did a lot of that the day before at our rehearsal dinner. You know, we we did pictures with our parents and those kind of things at the rehearsal dinner. So a lot of that we didn't do at the wedding. The wedding was literally the formality of saying I do, which was amazing. And I got to just live in the moment and enjoy the moment. We danced our whole first song. That went by so fast. I think we just stared into each other's eyes. It did. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, we enjoyed the party. You know, we did our second line, which, you know, is a staple of New Orleans wedding. That part was non-negotiable. And, uh, you know, we really got to to really celebrate And I really got to talk to everybody. You know, I spent the whole wedding, you know, really just fellowshipping with my guests and everything. And that
0: is what was important to me. You heard it. Like, she took all my lines. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the part that we are missing the most is that this Let There Be Glow Sticks thing wasn't a game. There was Mm -hmm. a table of glow sticks. In.
1: Well, first we go back up because the theme was, well, in my head, I wanted it to be like this fun, almost carnival type theme uh, where they had like different stations, like different things to keep you occupied during the wedding, you know, because there's music, there's dance, there's a party. So um, I had coloring books for the kids and there was the photo booth upstairs. Our sign in was very interactive. I had the sign your name by your favorite Bible verse. Um, so that was something that
0: just wasn't a, a regular sign in. So I found this list and it's called Anti-Bride's Guide to Planning a Non-Traditional Wedding. And it made me think about you. So I'm gonna go through these things and you're gonna tell me your answer to them. And the person is hilarious cause we fought about this. Downgrade your cake. She did not want a
1: cake, y'all. I cannot believe there's a list for this. There's first a list of all. for
0: everything. But
1: yes, downgrade your cake. Um, I'm not a huge dessert person. Like that's not that important to me. So that means nobody else can have cake. I mean, she didn't want none. Isn't it about the bride? Maybe I'm just the ultimate bridezilla instead of the ultimate of the anti bride. <laughs> um, I don't know. You you be the judge, but. Yeah, I just didn't think it was that important to do a cake. I mean, I wanted to maybe do, we talked about cupcakes or like a dessert bar. We threw around a lot of ideas. until so ultimately, I ended up getting the cake. It actually was a gift from another really good friend who could not fathom the fact that we were not going to have a cake. So I ended up having a cake. But yeah, it just, it wasn't that important to me. We didn't really have to have it. As long as we had the bar on and popping.
0: I was gonna be happy, y'all. Right. Number two is ditch traditional wedding heels. But you had on cute shoes. You did your heels. Yes, I did the traditional wedding heels. Um,
1: contrary to popular belief, you might catch me with my sneakers on on any given Sunday. But um I did that was I do wear heels, you know, I feel like you
0: walk different, your swag is different with some heels. So I had to rock some um six 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 And And not to mention your husband is tall as hell. He's a whole foot taller than me, so yeah, it would have looked crazy if I didn't didn't have on heels. But
1: I did have on my flip flops, you know, about halfway into the reception. You, sometimes you gotta kick off your shoes ladies as long as you know you gotta back up on standby
0: and as long and as I you have did. a pedicure cause people are gonna talk about you if your tool's not uh, done this this one right here gonna talk about you first so don't <laughs> let fresh don't see you without your pedicure out here in these mm-hmm. streets you gotta have your tools done cut down on bridesmaids. we talked about that you were not here for the bridesmaids at all but we yeah, the
1: bridesmaids, again, it was just one of those things where it wasn't that important to me for people to walk down the aisle. I felt like my friends, my tribe was going to be there for me no matter what. Um, but they could have just been in the first and second row. Like, they didn't necessarily need to walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. They still were going to participate in the rehearsal tenor. They still were going to sleep with me the night before. We still were going to have the bachelorette party. It was going to go down. But, you know, just the whole dressing alike walking down the aisle was not important to me, but ultimately we ended up making that happen and it was beautiful and it was amazing.
0: And for people that I've seen struggle with the uh, cutting down on bridesmaids or you know, some people saying, well, I want my brother to be in the wedding or I want my guy friend to be in a wedding, but he's not necessarily close with the groom. The rules here are so wide open right now. Like you don't have to have the same amount of people at least the last at least 3 of my weddings this year we've had a mix of guys standing on the bride side ladies standing on the groom side and if you feel the pressure like yes things could go south with a bridal party yes it can get expensive when you feel that pressure and you think it's going to affect you first of all get new friends cuz that mean your friends raggedy please reevaluate <laughs> your friends <laughs> reevaluate if that's the situation you are in reevaluate but at the same time you don't owe anybody that you know, it's it's okay. I I can't preach that enough. It's totally okay. So number four on the list of planning a wedding for the anti the anti bride's guide to planning a wedding is going digital. Uh, I had another young lady use paperless posts for her save the dates. You can also use those for the invitations. It's just it just matters how, how important that is to you. Y'all went real simple with your invitations, right? Yes. Because you had to have two versions.
1: Yes, we had to have two versions because we did have to downsize the ceremony. We had just a one pager, you know, it was beautiful, it was elegant, it was representative of the event and our personalities, but we did not break the bank on invitations. I mean, just postage itself, you know, it's a few hundred dollars. So depending on where you are and that budget thing, you know, I you got to pick and choose and I made a hierarchy of what was important to me and Invitations and cake was towards the bottom. The bar and the food and the party was at the top. So basically, I I had to figure out what I wanted to do. The glow stick table was definitely the, the at the top. Glow
0: sticks was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so number five on the list is get crafty. So this is when all my Pinterest girls can come out. Uh, I was very surprised at how DIY you were when you did those signs. Ha
1: ha ha! That surprised my me. Signs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge DIY kind of person, uh, but certain things I knew what I wanted specifically. So that was the signs for my sign in table and the glow sticks table. And um, yeah, I had a ball in Michael's Hobby Lobby, went in, you know, got the markers I wanted, you know, fluorescent white chart markers. There's so many things out there that is really at your fingertips. If you just put a little research and effort into it, you can really mm-hmm. save yourself tons of money, so
0: I had my Let There Be Glow stick sign at the wedding. She was very proud of it, too. (laughs) So, one of the other things that you did that was probably my absolute favorite in the crafty department was you wore a freaking mask. You was like, to hell with a veil.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm from New Orleans and masks are especially important here due to Mardi Gras and all of that, but I still saw a mask when I was looking for random wedding stuff and I saved it on Pinterest and I didn't really know what I was gonna do but I just kept going back to it and it ended up working out really well. So, there's an amazing jewelry designer, J. Coleman Designs, at J. Coleman Designs on Facebook and Instagram and all of that fun stuff. And um, she, I went to high school with her. I check out her her work all the time. And I basically called her and was like, "Hey, so I have this idea." I want to wear a mask to my wedding. That's all I really know, you know, and I know I want it to be like a headpiece afterwards. So can you make it like it turns from a mask into a headpiece? Like, is that possible? She was really excited about the idea. I told her that my theme was lace for everyone's attire at the wedding so she literally went out and did it up she was sending me all kinds of designs at all times of the night um because she went through about 50 ideas but at the end of the day what she sent me was so off the chain and I wore it everybody loved it it was beautiful and I didn't even have to break the bank on it I mean it
0: was it was absolutely perfect he came down the aisle looking like Phantom of the Opera. They
1: wasn't ready. They was not ready. Not ready. And then, you know, it was so it was so amazingly well crafted that it literally was like a little poop and a little piece popped off. Next thing you know, I had this fire piece on. I'm going to wear it again. I'm going to find something to wear for maybe for our first anniversary.
0: You can wear it when you're cutting your wedding cake. The top of the cake. Did you even keep the top of the cake? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that never came home with me. So if Vibra. it did, somebody ate it. Who ate my cake? Vibra. <laughs> Throw a brunch. Even She tried it. I tried it. She I tried, tried it. it. I
1: really think that's a dope idea. Like a Sunday brunch, mm-hmm. day party. There still would have been glue sticks at the brunch, right. by the way.
0: Sunlight No, um, That was going to happen no matter what. So, for those of you who, um, I'm also starting to see a trend with people doing their weddings early in the day, which is totally fine. If you get a space that's very open, that has nice views in terms of, you know, just that, that window, that natural light, it can make for a gorgeous wedding. The only thing I would say be mindful of is that you're going to be starting hair and makeup at like three or four in the morning. Um, the guys always get to sleep in late. They don't have much to do for prep, but ladies, as gorgeous as it sounds to have a daytime or brunch style event. Keep in mind your hammock I've got to get done on and it's gonna have to get done super early. Um, number seven on the list is mix up the venue which is exactly what Candace did. She could have given people the illusion of the church wedding being uh, that Felicity Church has that sanctuary vibe but of course she said no. She wanted to <laughs> get married downstairs in the fellowship hall and it came out beautiful. So what I don't remember who pushed for that. Was it you or Tony? I think
1: it was me because you you know, again, you got to figure out your priorities and do what's important for you. And what was important for me was the party, the reception for everybody to have a good time, for it to be a stress-free environment. Who that is calling? It's my mama shit. <laughs> So what was important for me was for it to be the party, for us to have the open bar, you know, for it to be the stress-free, really fun environment. So basically what I did not want to do was have to have a, a cocktail hour or some time in between the reception and the start of, in between the ceremony and the start of the reception where people are just sort of idle and they're not really doing anything. I've been to weddings where, you know, the food isn't open yet and they might give you a drink or two, but you're really just standing around waiting. And then um, a lot of other brides have said, you know, my wedding went by so fast. It feels like as soon as I walked out, it was almost over. Well, that's because by the time you walked out, you only had an hour left. And, you know, it goes by so fast. So basically what we did was Felicity Church is an amazingly beautiful, um, renovated church that is now just an event venue but we actually got married in the basement of it. (laughs) Which is also very elegant and beautiful. It has these amazing exposed brick walls um, and it really is a, 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 a nice, beautiful, quaint space but... You know, I think I was the first one when I said, "Well, why don't we just have the ceremony down here?" I think Chris kind of looked at me out the side of my eye a little crazy because it was such a weird idea, but it worked out perfectly. You know, so we, perfect. Um, my amazing planner did a beautiful altar spread with candles, and um,
0: I'm the planner by the way. Did we establish that? Oh yeah, I don't know if I said that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the amazing
1: planner, y'all. She she was the um. The matchmaker, the planner. I tried to get her to be a bridesmaid, too, but she told me no. (laughs) Because
0: that's not the episode for real. That's another episode, too.
1: Anyways, yeah, so basically what we decided was to get married in the basement. It ended up being amazingly beautiful. That caused us to cut down on the, the list a little bit for the actual wedding, which was amazing. You know, we had our family and not really only the closest of friends that like I literally talk to regularly and then everybody else was there in the reception the only thing that people tell me about the wedding now is I had so much fun at your
0: wedding and I love hearing that that's exactly the vibe I wanted that was the goal so making it a surprise is number eight on the list and the reason why this is so funny to me is because I was the person standing in the foyer area that had people, had to tell people as they came in that they couldn't go upstairs yet. So these people are frantic thinking that they're late to the ceremony and I'm like, Actually, the ceremony is almost over. You just weren't invited to that part, so that was a surprise to some people. They didn't know that they were coming there to go straight to the reception, even
1: so the- though the the, the the I was very clear on the invitations. You know, I sent people do that. Said, well, hey, I'm just saying, you know, and it's not even on some shady thing. It's just that's what, how it worked out for me and my wedding. And I apologize. On the air, if you are a little, feel some kind of way about that with me, but I promise you it was not personal. It was just for me to get the wedding that I want. I'm sure that you had the wedding you want or will have the wedding that you want. So, you know, I guess I'm the ultimate bridezilla. We could change the name that the anti-bride <laughs> is actually the ultimate bridezilla because you don't care what anybody else has to say or what they want. You get what you
0: want for your wedding basically. <laughs> Number nine on the list is revamp the send off. And we went all the way New Orleans. We didn't do the sparklers. So uh, our other friend Terrence, he's like the third to our crew. We found these these blow up and it's a long story. Another episode, not only for another not only is it another episode, That's but it's a, different it's podcast. podcast. <laughs> but TD is in love with the blow up, like the the blow up what you call them blow up they're like the big
1: foam yeah (laughs) you know like the big ones they're probably like an inch thick they gotta be like at least 12 inches long yeah there was no
0: exactly Um. that's what she said (laughs) and they were personalized we had the hashtag on them so instead of the whole life oh hell of a life girl let's do that again hashtag (laughs) Hull of a life and we gave people those instead of sparklers to do the send off in a you know a different way so there was these the room had these big glow sticks just going off everywhere and it looked so amazing so you couple that with the second line band and the zulu tramps and it just made for an amazing amazing night so the last thing on the list is when in doubt chill out and that's exactly what she did she chilled you know sometimes me and tony were like yo (laughs) unchill but it worked out she proved us wrong in the end
1: i'm sure there were times where i may have been difficult to work with because i couldn't answer some questions you know there's just so much you got to figure out you know how do you want your flowers to look and how do you want this little detail to look and so honestly i ended up going you know what you're, you're the planner you've done this a million times you you have an impeccable taste I love everything that you do so some of those questions I was honest it was a surprise to me when I walked in because I was just like do whatever you want I mean I didn't know how the cake was gonna look I didn't know exactly how the flowers were gonna look I had you know told her what kind of flowers I like and what I thought was pretty but the final designs I just kept out of it and honestly it it made the day all that much much more special because it was surprises for me it it kept it kept my stress level down a lot in the planning of it and sometimes you really just have to go with the flow and I kept what was important you know was our relationship and our love and you know that we got I got to marry the man of my dreams that day you know I wasn't worried about the flowers Girl, you shouldn't be worried about it. You got a million other things to worry about on that day, you know? So, but it was beautiful. It was amazing. So get you, you know, an amazing support system and get you some wine and then, Lots you know, of wine. live happily ever after.
0: Yeah. All our meetings were full of wine. Now and get you about some glow
1: it. sticks. I'm telling you, it's going to go down. And get you an amazing planner
0: definitely <laughs> so we said all that to say it's okay to flip the bird to all the traditional things do what you wanna for your wedding it's all about you it's all about your future husband and nobody else even if someone else is putting in a significant amount of money or gifting you things to help you with your wedding that does not mean you owe them anything in terms of having to do it their way alright cause the idea is to only do this one time okay once once this episode of let them eat cake podcast was brought to you by glow everywhere mention the let them eat cake podcast to get 10 percent off your rental check them out online at glow and on instagram and facebook at glow everywhere